0: Welcome to Metropolitan Community Church of the Lehigh Valley's Sunday Worship Service. My name is Carol, and I'm here to bring you some brief announcements. The Bethlehem Emergency Shelter is a vital part of our community. The BES helps many in our community who are experiencing homelessness, food insecurity, and much, much more. It is for these reasons the shelter is in need of your time, talent, and treasure on Wednesday, December 8th. This opportunity is a great way that we can worship and serve God through acts of justice and compassion. For more information, contact MCCLV Minister for Outreach and Justice Ministry, Bam Noriega, or send a message to MCCLV on Facebook. Praise God for your kind and generous hearts. A four-part Advent Bible study starts this coming Tuesday, November 30th. It will meet online at 6 p.m. and in person in the social hall at 7 p.m. All are warmly welcome to celebrate the season of Advent with this four-part series. Did you know that you can help and support MCCLV every time you purchase an item from Amazon? MCCLV has partnered with Amazon Smile. So each time you make a purchase, MCCLV will receive as a donation, a portion of your, of your, (sighs) MCC Health, I'm sorry, Ray. MCCLV has partnered with Amazon Smile. So each time you make a purchase, MCCLV will receive, as a donation, a portion of your purchase total. If you are an Amazon shopper, or know an Amazon shopper, consider helping MCCLV out by going to MCCLV's website, www.mcclv.org, and clicking on the Amazon Smile button on the home page to register your Amazon account with Amazon Smile. For ease of access, you can download the Amazon app on your smartphone to ensure each purchase is recorded by Amazon Smile. Or, once your account registered with Amazon Smile, you can also go to smile.amazon.com to make your Amazon purchases to ensure that your donation will be received by MCCLV. Thank you, everyone, for helping and supporting MCCLV. Every Sunday at 10 a.m., MCCLV offers an adult spiritual formation class. Each Sunday, the class discusses a previous week's sermon. It is truly a wonderful way to continue growing with Christ. Then, at 1130 a.m., MCCLV offers an in-person children and youth ministry. Sunday school is a fun and joyful time. All children are warmly welcomed. For information about spiritual formation or Sunday school, send a Facebook message to MCCLV to learn more. Through today's worship service, MCCLV shines forth the good news of God's love and acceptance of all. Help God to pass along his message of acceptance for all to others by clicking share on MCCLV's Facebook broadcast this morning. There is someone right now who needs to hear of God's love and acceptance. Thank you for helping to spread this message of God's love. For those worshiping online, today's offering will take place online at the church's website, www.mcclv.org. For those who are worshiping in person, the offering basket will be shared during worship today. Thank you so much for your generosity For more information about MCCLV and upcoming events, please visit MCCLV's website, www.mcclv.org. Or visit MCCLV's Facebook page, www.facebook.com forward slash MCC Lehigh. Have a wonderful week. And always remember that God may not always give us what we want, but God will always give us what we need.
1: Good morning. Buenos dias. Welcome. Bienvenidos to Metropolitan Community Church of the Lehigh Valley. If you could please rise as able, let's join in saying together the church's purpose statement. MCCLV's purpose is to worship and serve God. Through acts of justice and compassion. For those worshiping online, take a moment to say peace to your siblings in Christ. Type the word peace into the comments or use the peace emoji. For those here in the sanctuary, turn again to a neighbor. Give the peace sign and say peace be with you. Peace be with you. And again, how good it is to be worshiping here today.
2: that coming, we light candles for the four weeks leading to Christmas and reflect on the coming of Christ. It is significant that the church has always used the language, the coming of Christ, because it speaks to a deep truth. Christ is coming. Christ is always coming, always entering a troubled world, a wounded heart. And so we light the first candle, the candle of hope, and dare to express our longing for peace, for healing, and the well-being of all creation. Let us pray. Loving God, as we enter this Advent season, we open all the dark places in our lives and memories to the healing light of Christ. Show us the creative power of Prepare our hearts to be transformed by you, that we may walk in the light of Christ. Through every battle, through every heartbreak, circumstance Lord I believe you are my fortress and you are my portion and you are my hiding place Lord They can all come to because they can't stay long when i am here with you it's a new horizon and i'm set on you and you meet me here today with mercies that are new all my fears and doubts lord they can all come too because they can't stay
1: the way the truth and the life and we believe in you and we praise you we praise you for this time of prayer God you have already established this as praying ground as sacred space as safe space and Lord God we We pause now for a moment, for a time of prayer. For those who are worshiping online, you can just type your prayer request right into the comments for those who are worshiping in person. We're just gonna pause for a moment, and I'm gonna stop talking, and you can lift up your prayer need, whether it's a person, a situation, whatever it is. Uh, We're gonna speak that uh, into this space. So let's take a moment now and offer our prayers to God. We praise you, God, for the honor of holding this prayer space, holding it for one another. And God, may our worship today be pleasing and acceptable to you. May our worship provide what you want us to provide for your people in the living of these days. You love justice. You love justice, Lord, and you want us to walk in the ways of your justice, including in the ways in which we worship. Reveal to us in our time together how we are to live lives centered in your love and righteousness. We give you thanks and praise, oh God, for bringing us together, showering us with your goodness and your grace. We are here to seek after you and we humbly ask that you pour out your spirit on us that we might discern your will and experience your inspiration and be filled with your life-giving energy guide us protect us liberate us and bless us to serve you and your people in the moment Thank you for the word, Lord God, that you have prepared for us during this time. Keep us open and alert and aware and let's all say amen and amen.
2: perfect comes from you You're the heart of my contentment hope for all I do Jesus You're the center of my joy sing that again. Jesus, you are. Jesus, you're the center of my joy. You're the rock on which I stand And Lord, I need you Oh, I need you every day You hung on the cross So my soul would not be lost And Lord, I thank you we're paying such a cost. one more time one more time take a second think about where you've been think about where you're going think about what God has done for you God is good all all the center of the joy what does that mean Jesus you're the center of my joy All that's good And perfect comes From you You're the heart Of my contentment And you're Hope for all I do Jesus You're the center of my joy.
1: Hi children! I bring you greetings from Arizona where I'm at a family member's home and in their backyard is this orange tree. How amazing is this? And these oranges, they're not ready to pick yet, but they will be ready to pick in January or early February. And it's just a a symbol of growth, right? God is growing each and every one of us, each and every day. Did you know, children, that you will know more two months from now than you know today? And isn't that an amazing thing? Let's pray, children. We thank you and praise you, God, for the good growth you have already, Lord God, you've already impacted these children with and the growth that you are affecting in their lives right now and the good growth that is yet to come. Thank you, God, for the gift of these precious children. And let's all say, amen.
3: My name is Shirley Sweat and I bring you greetings from my home in Allentown, PA. Sometimes God puts us in touch with a stranger unexpectedly. I was very blessed recently when looking online to purchase one of my favorite coffees. Through the internet, I connected with a fellow Christian in Tucson, Arizona. He was selling the coffee for an organization that has helped people throughout that state since January of 2018. His enthusiasm to continue to help others and his gratefulness to have the opportunity to do so was inspiring. The Bible verse on the business card attached to the copy was Matthew 2540. In it, Jesus says, quote, Whatever you did for one of the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you did for me. Unquote. Imagine how much God could do through us when we each use our time, talent, and treasure to serve others. If you are financially able to help MCCLV Continue its mission to serve God through acts of justice and compassion. You can give your offering online through MCCLV's website at www.mcclv.org. Click on the Donate button or give via PayPal. You may also write a check to MCCLV and send it to the church at 1401 Greenview Drive, Peplen, PA 18018. God has given us every good thing. Let's return to God a portion of all that God has so graciously given to us.
4: Our reading today comes from chapters 1 and 5 of the prophet Amos. Hear God's word for you. The words of Amos, who was among the shepherds of Tekoa, which he saw concerning Israel in the days of King Uzziah, of judah and in the days of king jeroboam son of joash of israel two years before the earthquake and he said the lord roars from zion and utters from jerusalem the pastures of the shepherds wither and the top of caramel dries up seek good and not evil that you may live and so the lord the god of hosts will be with you just as you have said hate evil and love good And establish justice in the gate. It may be that the Lord, the God of hosts, will be gracious to the ringman of Joseph. I hate, I despise your festivals, and I take no delight in your solemn assemblies. Even though you offer me your burnt offerings and grain offerings, I will not accept them. And the offerings of well-being of your fatted animals I will not look upon. Take away from me the noise of your songs. I will not listen to the melody of your harps, but let justice roll down like waters and righteousness like an ever-flowing stream. Here ends today's reading. Praise God that God's word is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path.
1: Praise God indeed. Will you pray with me? Loving God, we thank you for this time to discern your wisdom and your word. We have not gathered to listen to the pastor. We are here and present, Lord God, to hear from you. And we humbly ask God that you bless our in-person and online worship. Grow us in all the ways you want us to grow. Amen. Well, today's message concludes a series on Hebrew Bible stories. We started off with Abraham, Sarah, and Hagar. Then we took a look at Moses. And then we took a look at the community of Israel in the wilderness. And then Solomon, Elijah, Isaiah, and Jeremiah. And today, we land on the prophet Amos. God speaks through prophets. And in today's reading, God is speaking through the prophet Amos. And God seems extraordinarily cranky in this passage, okay? God seems a little overly dramatic, right? What does God say through Amos? I hate, I despise your festivals, and I take no delight in your solemn assemblies. Well, geez, God, tell us how you really feel, right? Even though you offer me your burnt offerings and grain offerings, I will not accept them. And the offerings of well-being of your fatted animals, I will not look upon. God won't even accept the offerings of the community. God says through Amos, Take away from me the noise of your songs. I will not listen to the melody of your harps. God is not interested in whatever the community is singing. Now why in the world would God despise the worship of the community? And what makes it particularly strange is that Amos is prophesying at the height of Israel's power and success. And when a community is powerful and successful, it's natural to think that a prophet will bring what? Affirmation and blessing. After all, Israel is at peace. The nation has achieved peak territorial expansion. And some in the community are experiencing a whole lot of prosperity. Why would there be any problems? Well, biblical scholars have discovered that, actually, there were a lot of problems in Israel at the time. And number one, the number one problem was significant inequality between urban establishment types and people living in rural areas. Apparently, wealthy landowners were gobbling up land and estates at the expense of small farmers and small business owners. And what would happen is that the smallest debt that a farmer would have. The smallest debt would be used as a wedge by these big landowners and eventually the wealthy landowners would basically steal the land away from these small farmers who are unable to pay their growing debts. And before we think, oh, well this would never happen now, (laughs) right? (laughs) Not that anyone's thinking that, but before we would think that, we need only to look uh, to a recent story out of North Carolina. It was covered in a joint article by the New Yorker Magazine and ProPublica organization. So on this next slide are two brothers, and their names are Melvin Davis and, like, Curtis Reels. And they live in Carteret County. It's on the central coast of North Carolina. And the brothers own 65 acres of land in the county. Their great-grandfather had bought the land a hundred years earlier, uh, when he was just a generation removed from slavery. And Melvin and like Curtis's, uh, so the great-grandfather bought the land, and their grandfather was named Mitchell Reels. He inherited the land, and he was a deacon. He held tent revivals at the property. And during the the later years of racial segregation laws, the land was home to the only beach in the county that welcomed black families. Now, the brother's grandfather, again, his name was Mitchell Reels, he didn't trust the courts, so he didn't leave a will. Instead, the grandfather let the land become heir's property, a form of ownership in which descendants inherit an interest, right? Like holding stock in a company. Now, the practice of heirs' property began during Reconstruction, when many African-Americans didn't have access to the legal system, and it continued through the Jim Crow era, when black communities were suspicious of white Southern courts. Now, in the United States today, 76% of African-Americans do not have a will, which is more than twice the percentage of white Americans, okay? Now, many people assume that not having a will keeps land in a family. Unfortunately, this isn't the case. Due to what? Well, due to legal trickery through processes like partition action. So between the years 1910 and 1997, African-Americans in the United States lost about 90% of their farmland. Between 1910 and 1997, African-Americans in the United States lost about 90% of their farmland. So for Melvin Davis and like Curtis Reels, their land had been sold to developers, but without their knowledge and without their consent. And so in 2011, these two brothers, they went to the civil court to fight this land grab, and the brothers had been warned that they would go to jail if they didn't comply with a court order to stay off the land, and they didn't comply. And the brothers, they weren't charged with a crime. They weren't given a jury trial, yet they spent the next eight years in prison, the next eight years, fighting the case. And they became two of the longest serving inmates for civil contempt in the history of the United States. Now, while the brothers were released from jail that eight years later, it doesn't look promising for their land to be restored. And this this stolen land of Melvin Davis and like Curtis Reels, it is an appalling, just appalling injustice in the 21st century or in any century, right? And we can also look at the current housing market for additional broader comparisons. Unfortunately, did you hear this? Wall Street has entered into the home buying business, which is bad news for everyone else, right? Large corporations and big investment companies have been buying up houses that they then rent out. What does this do? It drives up prices, makes it harder for people to own a home. According to an article by Hannah Ziaddy on the CNN business website, housing affordability is worsening in the In the United States, the median home costs between 4.5 and 5 times median household income. Wow. And what has been the result? It's been a a decline in the proportion of households that can own their home. So in the early 2000s, uh, there was a peak. Over 70% uh, of people, of proportion of households own their homes, and that's down to 63% in the past five years. And according to the Wall Street Journal, single-family home rentals were up 8.5% this year compared with the prior year, the highest such increase in the last 16 years. So someone is making good money, and it's definitely not the households that are renting, it's definitely not first-time buyers seeking to purchase an affordable home. Now, some people might be wondering uh, today, well, what does land ownership, What does home buying have to do with the community of Israel or MCCLV or Amos or God being so cranky today and the prophet uh, Amos? Well, it all hinges on that last line of today's scripture passage. If we can go to the next slide. On this next slide, we see that God says through Amos, but let justice roll down like waters and righteousness like an ever-flowing stream. God despises worship that does not embrace justice and righteousness in the sanctuary and around the world. If a worshiping body is just coming together to feel good about themselves, it's not just and righteous worship. If worshipers give an offering only if they felt entertained during worship, well then it's not just and righteous worship. If worshipers are going through the motions of singing songs and and praying prayers, then it's not just and righteous worship. It's being made clear through the prophet Amos that worship is to be about God's justice and God's righteousness. And God has very high expectations for worship. And it's a little bit intimidating, isn't it? And some people may be thinking, hey... I don't own any land, I didn't take anyone's land away, I'm not a sleazy land developer, no offense to any land developers here, let's talk more after, after the service. Some people might be thinking, I'm not a lawyer gaming the system, so leave me out of this. But let's remember this, as long as anyone in the community is suffering injustice, we all suffer as long as there is a corrupt system taking advantage of others through the courts or business or elsewhere, we all participate in that corrupt system. Now an individualistic society is fine with whatever happens. People in an individualistic community, what do they say? Not my problem. But a community that's caught up in God's justice and God's righteousness recognizes that any injustice is everyone's problem. The late, brilliant theologian James Cone, he wrote a book, it's titled God of the Oppressed, and he's on this next slide. And he wrote this in his book, The God of the Oppressed. There can be no reconciliation with God unless the hungry are fed, the sick, are healed and justice is given to the poor. A right relationship with God depends on us feeding hungry people, healing the sick, seeking justice for poor people. Now, remember that to be righteous is not to be considered right while others are considered wrong. That's self-righteousness. Right? I'm right, you all are wrong. That's self-righteousness. What does righteous mean? Well, to be righteous is is to be in right relationship with God. Are you following me? To be righteous is to be in right relationship with God. Seeking after God. Seeking God as the center and the foundation and the one through whom all things flow. When we separate ourselves from God, when we insist on our own way, when we chase after idols, when we embrace the false teachers, or when we align ourselves with the powers and principalities, we end up where? We end up in that unreconciled place, alienated from God, and often alienated from God's people. When we come to our senses, we return to God and we gratefully accept God. God's reconciliation, and we reestablish that connection, that bond with God. And in that process of reconciliation, we start to see where God is calling us. And I'm going to go back to James Cone for just a moment. Cone, again, author of God of the Oppressed, says that the Christian community is that community that freely becomes oppressed. Wow! I'm going to share that again. The Christian community is the community that freely becomes oppressed, Because they know, why would the Christian community do this? Because they know that Jesus has defined humanity's liberation in the context of what happens to the little ones, (laughs) the vulnerable ones, the people on the margins. So Christians join the cause of the oppressed in the fight for justice, not because of a philosophical principle of the good or because of a religious feeling of sympathy, for people. And this is important. Why? Because sympathy does not change the structures of injustice. Yep. Sympathy doesn't change the structures of injustice. So, The authentic identity of Christians with the poor is found in the claim that the Jesus encounter lays upon their own lifestyle, a claim that connects the word Christian with the liberation of the poor. Thank you, James Cone. So what is he saying here? We are all in this life together, and our calling while we're on earth is to serve God by helping to build the kingdom where there is equity between people and accountability for people in power, be it corporations or businesses or government or the nonprofit sector or religious organizations. Yes, amen, baby. Followers of Jesus advocate for justice whenever they see injustice. Again, followers of Jesus advocate for justice whenever they see injustice. Did you notice that Jesus is never quoted sharing a 20 point plan to bring about justice and equity in the region of Palestine? All right? Jesus is more what? He's more in the moment, right? Responding to people and situations and circumstances as they unfold in the day-to-day. And that's why I found it so helpful. This was several years ago. A colleague once shared this phrase. I hadn't heard it before, but she talked about holy interruptions. Holy interruptions. When something we are doing is interrupted in some way by someone or by some situation, we are to view that interruption as holy, that God is interrupting us to adjust our focus to something more pressing, something more in the moment. And as we develop that more Christ-like rhythm in our lives, becoming more aware of people in need in our midst, we move more deeply into the sanctified life. On this next slide, another quote from James Cone, if you'll permit me. Again, in his uh, book, God of the Oppressed, the justified person is at once the sanctified person, one who knows that their freedom is inseparable from the liberation of the weak and the helpless. Wow. So, let's go first. So, what, what does it mean to practice self-justification? <laughs> So a person who practices self-justification, like self-righteousness, right? A person who practices self-justification is constantly giving explanations and excuses and reasons for not responding to God's call, for not worshiping, for not helping others, for not seeking justice. The justified person, on the other hand, is the one who has given themselves over to God, And that doctrine of justification is the idea that it's faith alone that gets us to God. Not because we're nice, not because we're successful. It's faith alone, sola fide, faith alone in Latin, sola fide. We are justified before God by faith alone. God isn't interested in our excuses or our reasoning for not responding to God's call. God just wants our faith. Yes, woohoo! indeed, yes. And this keeps faith from being a dry formula. This keeps faith from being a li- list of things that we've done, and it gives faith its proper placement. The great theologian Karl Barth made clear that our faith is always a response to God's initiative. Faith is awe in the presence of the divine. So faith always starts with God. And as we develop our faith... Our worship services become less about us, more full of the Holy Spirit. As we develop our faith, our worship, and our lives become more and more pleasing to God. Of course, God never stops loving us no matter where we're at in our spiritual development. Though I like to think of God at times becoming a little less cranky with us as we come to better understand God's purposes. Amen, amen. So the worship community takes time and focuses its energy On calling down God's justice. Now someone who is anti-religious or someone who has disdain for things that are spiritual, they might scoff at this, right, and say that calling down God's justice does nothing. The rich and the powerful will keep doing their dirty deeds. And the person would be partially correct, right? The rich and the powerful will keep doing their dirty deeds for all time. That is true. But calling down God's justice is never an exercise in futility. When we ask God to pour down justice and righteousness, we believe that God does this in God's way and in God's time. We know that God acts. We know that God saves, that God rescues, that God heals, that God restores, and that God transforms. But we also know that life is both and, right? So we both call down God's justice and, and what? We write to our legislators to enact laws that help people who are poor. We vote for political candidates who want better lives for people who are poor. We donate, we volunteer with programs that help poor people. So we pray that God works through MCCLB's worship service is not just to call us to justice, but to direct us to specific acts of justice. And there are a number of justice opportunities through MCCLB. Some may have heard of MCCLB's Grocery Store Gift Card Program. Uh, Over the past year and a half, MCCLV has provided grocery store gift cards to many in the Lehigh Valley, including families referred by Buchanan Elementary School, families referred by the Bradbury Sullivan LGBT Community Center, unsheltered LGBTQ teens, unemployed and underemployed parents. Uh, We also provided grocery store gift cards to the Refugee Center at the Mediator, Church of the Mediator in Allentown. And since the start of the pandemic, MCCLV has provided over sixteen thousand dollars in grocery store gift cards. So praise be to God; there are just opportunities uh, in abundance. On this next slide, we have our directive. Again, what does God say through the prophet Amos? But let justice roll down like waters, and righteousness like an ever-flowing stream. Let god through amos directs us to let justice roll down like this is the key we are to be open to god's justice and righteousness we are to give permission to god for justice and righteousness to overflow in our society in our community and in our hearts we are to allow god's justice and righteousness to flow through worship and flow through the world And I love the Cambridge Dictionary definition of let. The Cambridge Dictionary says to let is to do something by not doing anything to stop an action. And so what does that mean? Get out of the way of God's justice and righteousness. God said to the worshiping community thousands of years ago, God said to that worshiping community, let justice flow, And God says to MCCLV and to all worshiping communities today, let justice and righteousness flow. And so, church, will you pray with me? Lord God, we humbly ask that you have MCCLV to, to not be a block or a barrier to justice and righteousness. We truly want to let it flow. And we humbly ask, wherever this community is not right with you, God, we ask that you help us to repent and reconcile and be transformed. Put within each of us a heart to seek your justice in the moment. We desire a right relationship with you, Lord God. Help us to be awake and aware to where you want us to serve. We pray and let's all say, amen.
2: Lord, prepare me. To be a sanctuary, pure and holy, tried and true.
4: God is with us. We lift up our hearts and give thanks to God for this opportunity to commune with one another and to commune with God. Praise God for the inclusive gift of love and praise God for the gift of Jesus Christ. On the night on which Jesus was to be given over to suffering and death through the betrayal of a friend, he gathered with a group of disciples. During the supper, Jesus took the bread, and after he had blessed it and given thanks for it, Jesus broke it. He gave it to his disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body, which is given for you. After the supper, Jesus took the cup, and after he had blessed it and given thanks for it, Jesus gave it to his disciples and said, Drink of this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for the remission of your sins and the sins of the whole world. Let us take a moment of silent confession to confess to God all we may have done or failed to do to keep in right relationship with God. Let us pray. Bless these gifts of bread and fruit of the vine. We thank you, God, for the forgiveness and joy we experience as we share this holy meal. We receive your never-ending love and healing at this table, and we are grateful. How good it is to commune with you, God. Amen. Our faith is a mixture of past, present, and future. We remember what God did for us in Christ. We experience now the spirit of the living Christ and we look forward to God's continuing promise to us of growth and new life. And so we proclaim the mystery of our faith. Christ has died, Christ is risen, and Christ will come again. Praise God for this bread, for the journey, and this cup of new life. Let us now share this meal together.
2: Sweet the sound Amazing love
1: What an immeasurable joy to gather here in your sanctuary, Lord God, and have this moment of communion with you and and communion with one another. We are grateful. We are so, so grateful, Lord God, for your presence, and we just humbly ask for your continued blessings. Amen. If you could please rise as able. Let's join in saying together our commission and blessing. Let us go forth from this place, empowered by the Holy Spirit, to be God's instruments of justice. We will be rooted in love, to further the work of Jesus, and to move us closer to a world where God's righteousness reigns supreme. And amen, and hallelujah. One, amen amen go now in peace to love and serve the lord Vaya con dios walk with god amen